Hi, everybody. It's Nahum Siegel with another edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us a chance to check out some of the recent conversations we've had on JM and the AM. Shlomo Katz uh, joined me on Shavasa Batamas to talk about one of his brand new selections that he turned into an a cappella selection from his 40 for 40 project, 40 songs in honor of his 40th birthday. Shlomo Katz on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, the amazing Shlomo Katz, who's been with us, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, more often than not recently because of his uh, project of releasing uh, 40 songs in honor of his 40th birthday. Uh, in fact, we love having him on the air so much, we wish it would have been 80 songs in honor of his 40th birthday, but okay, we'll settle for the 40. Um, he actually has um, has uh, has um, converted, let's put it that way, one of his most recent songs uh, into an a cappella version so that we can uh, uh, discuss the topic and hear the selection on this Shiva Serbatamos special. Shlomo Katz, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Feels like home. I, I appreciate that. We want people like you. We want people like you to feel like home here. Thank you. Uh, and, Thank you, and you are actually physically home because you are in Eretz Israel. You're in the city of Efrat. It's the afternoon for those people who, uh, uh, you know, who think that they're having a rough time listening in and having fasted till a quarter after seven a.m. You're already <laughs> you're already deep into the middle of today's fast day. Oh, sometimes when I uh, finish a fast day here, I'll just leave a, a voice note on my brother's. Uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, chowing down something. Yeah, just, you know, just, just to now, a now, now, Shlomo, in the spirit of Beit Adam Lachavero, is that a good... <laughs> I know, I'm kidding around. But I, but I was wondering if that's a good strategy for the three weeks, you know. <laughs> to, ta- to taunt those of us who are still fasting while you might already be eating later tonight. Anyway, yeah. um, look, I mean, the three weeks, this is a uh, this is a golden opportunity for people to keep in mind. It sort of reminds me of you know specific days that we designate on both the Jewish and secular calendar to commemorate certain things, because obviously there's certain themes that are year-round. But certain periods of time and certain days give us an opportunity to simply, you know, emphasize those things and really, you know, check that, that we are doing what we can to improve in those areas. And with that in mind, uh, you released a song recently which is so... Uh, on you know, so on target with the theme of the three weeks, and you've actually converted it, as we said, into an acapella selection. Tell us a little bit about Harani, the most recent song in the forty for the fortieth birthday of Rabbi Shlomo Katz. I never, uh, never did this before. I never actually had an acapella song, hmm. and I was very intrigued by uh, by this opportunity that we have. How, how can we pull it? How can we pull this off? And not do it with, you know, mouth, drum beats and everything, but just give over the niggun, the niggun for itself. So this song is, um, is, a, is very close to my heart because it came out from learning. We spent a number of summers ago, we spent the summer learning about the mitzvah of, uh, of Avat Yisrael. The, you know, the mitzvah itself. Mm-hmm. What is the mitzvah all about? And what we do here in our Chabura is that after we finish learning something, to really give it like a really good, you know, feeling of, I, I have this. I have everyone write a tefillah based on what they learned. And somehow when you write a tefillah based on what you learned, what you learn, it's like the Pasuk, Ve'adata hayom You have das, you learn something. But if you daven over it, 
That das, that information that you acquired, it really does go into your heart. And we put together a small booklet of the tefillahs of our Chabura about Ahavat Yisrael. And we're actually from 4 p.m. our time, I guess by you it's, it's uh, 9 a.m. 9 9 a.m. We are publishing every day a daily tefillah written by one of our chavra, one from the Chabura um, on the shlomokatsproject.com. We're publishing every day now during the three weeks a tefillah, a modern-day tefillah about Ahavat Yisrael. So the main theme of the learning was why did the Arizal Institute to begin davening by saying, Hareini mekabel alai mitzvat shel which means in That's, English, Behold, I take upon myself the positive commandment to love thy neighbor like I love myself. And according to the Kabbalist Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, who was alive in the 16th century, the Arizal, that's how you begin prayers. That's like the gateway to start your daily prayers. That's actually what's inscribed on his, on his grave, on his monument, on his grave, that, this statement, this saying. And it was so intriguing. Chabad actually does this because they daven, they, their nusach is Tehillat Hashem, they daven nusach Arizo. It's written in their sitter. But that's how you start davening. I take upon myself, Mitzvah, to say, to love every year, to love every person. So this, the, the, this song is the song to those words. Absolutely. The, the reason, I davened the, for a while to Hashem to get a nigun to receive a song to those words. The reason I'm saying it like that is because, if, and, and I'm being serious about this, is I'm not trying to joke around. If, if in fact, the people that you learn with are writing tefillot on this theme, I, I mean, in, again, in all seriousness, not trying to be funny, are, are any of those tefillot, you know, what you would call, you know, equal to or as good as, as that tefillah, the Haraini that, that you just sung about, that you're about to sing about for us? I would like to believe so. I mean, there's meaning, that, yes. I, yeah, why? Yeah, why can't I say yes? Yeah. No, I'm sur- sure. The, the reason yeah. I'm surprised is because you know when when tefillot like that are written by you know great Torah giants, we always think they have a certain level of credibility and deepness and depth, I should right. say. Uh, but I guess what you're saying is that hey, somebody who puts their mind to it and really feels it can actually write a high quality tefillah. We have a whole section on our webpage. I, I basically try to explain to people the art of writing your own tefillah and how it's such a necessity in today's day and age to connect to what we learn. So our chevri here are a little bit more, um, in Hebrew you say miyuman, they're a bit more trained in that area, but it's, it's, very, uh, it's very intimidating. It's like, what, you want me to be David Amelech? Right, well, right. That's, why you know. I'm, that's what you know, surprises me, frankly. Also, I, yeah. I, I think, and, and I'm sure there are going to be people not agreeing with me, those in the diaspora, but it just seems to me that these types of activities, like writing a tefillah for a, for a, again, excuse the term, an average layman, is much easier in Eretz Yisrael. Am I right about that, or is that just a, is that just, is that just me talking from thousands <laughs> of miles away? <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. That's I don't know. Although you probably get you've... sent in from people that live with us online actually send in their feelers too. But maybe it's more. Wow. Maybe it just comes out a bit more natural when you're home. Although yeah. the truth is, when you go to Kivrei Sadikim in you know places outside of Israel, you probably also are inspired in certain yeah. ways. You've probably written some of your best work 
just sitting in those areas next, uh, frankly, next to those cemeteries, right? I mean, guess in a, in a weird way, yeah. It sounds pretty. It sounds pretty strange, but yeah. Look, look the 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 Ish Kodesh, the Holy Piyusetzner Rebbe said that every single emotion that you feel, no matter what it is, don't label it, just accept it, because it's a mafteach l'neshama. It's a key to your soul. You get to find out who you are. So we're very big on just taking advantage of of any moment of inspiration and see what lies beneath it. Yeah, I hear You'll that. never know. You never know what's lying beneath it, you know? I hear that. All right, I got to get back to that. I have so many questions I want to ask you on this now, but I got to get back to the topic. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it won't really be a Shiva Surbatama special. <laughs> uh, no but, but one day I will ask you which, uh, which, which Kvarim you make sure to visit when you are in Israel. All right, um, so... If this, of course, is the beginning of the three weeks and a, an additional focus, and as we get closer to the nine days, and of course the commemoration of the Chorban, uh, the destruction of the Temple, we think even more and more and more about the whole issue of Avat Yisrael and Beidan L'Chavero and being Dan L'Kavzchus, Avat Chinam, etc., etc., etc. So, is it, I mean, do you get the impression that, that it is sort of a process like that, that that, as I said earlier, that these days are reminders for us about this very important topic, which needs to be really on our minds all year round. But these days give us an opportunity to focus more on it. And now, on Shabbat is on the very first day of the three weeks, the first day of this period of time leading up to the Churban, where, again, our tradition tells us that, that unfortunately, our own hatred for each other had such a role in that. Um, it, 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 do you think that this fast is, has a lot to do with getting into that mood, has a lot to do with setting up the uh, the inspiring platform that we're going to be on for the next few weeks? Absolutely. I think that anything that Chazal has instituted, uh, even if it's something that I should be doing anyway, just like you said, I should already be yeah. having the Chorban and Avat Chinam, and I should have all those things already under my belt every every day. Right. But when, when Chazal come and they put their gushbank, they put their mark on it, then the days themselves are that much more powerful and are that much more open to do the work that we need to do. So one million percent. And it is this kind of, And this year, I mean, it's so funny. I feel like every summer we say, oh, my God, and this year it's different than every other year. <laughs> right. Okay. But, the, but this year is really different. Than the other. Right, right. I think it's okay. I think it's safe to say that that's probably going to be said with a lot more Authenticity than any other year that I've been alive for. No least. question about it. Uh, the you great, know. the great Shlomo Katz with us. By the way, one of the, in all seriousness, one of the, one of the big differences for a lot of people, is that even that many people who live in the diaspora, are in Jerusalem at some point during the three weeks, and many are never outside Jerusalem on Tisha B'av itself. And of course, you know that you know those those of us who uh, who have you know, made sure to make that a practice, now are paying the price because we cannot oh, travel yeah. to Jerusalem. And it's going to be a very different Tisha B'Av for those who are normally in Israel and it will now be, you know, in, in, in cities around this country and the world. Very different. I, I actually have a lot of recollections being with you in, in the summer of, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael That's right. over the years. That's right. It's very, very different. It's something that, again, none of us could have ever, none of us could have ever expected. And we have to just really tune in deep and, and kind of stop thinking that we have to know the answer to everything and be open and vulnerable enough to say, Ribono Shalaylam, please make it a little bit clear what it is exactly you want. Yeah. Just a bit clearer, just a little bit. All right, I got to do this. Yeah. So you'll, you'll you'll let me know if you have to run because I, I never could let go of you. But but, <laughs> but we, I want to do this song with you on the phone. It's pretty short. 
uh, so um, uh, so we can get right to it. But I, I just, you know, the comparison I always make, and, and I think you said this, toward, you were saying this toward the beginning of our conversation today. The comparison I always make is that there are many people, myself included, uh, who are wired in a way that when they need to internalize something, really understand it, a lecture, a sheer, uh, something that people are explaining to me, uh, they got to write it down. And once they write it down, it is really because, you know, it, it, it's there. It's there on paper line by line. It's much easier for someone like myself to understand it, to to repeat it, to to hop it, so to speak. And it seems that that is what you're saying about um, about putting song, putting music or any tune to a tefillah. That once you've put it to a tefillah, now that you can repeat Harani, which we're about to play, over and over and over, where it's not just a line, not minimizing how important it is to use it as a line in tefillah itself, but it's not just a line, but but something that really, you know what it's like, you know what it's like, you you mm-hmm. pro- probably had kumsitzid where <laughs> where the same song goes on for 45 minutes, I would bet. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, so, yeah. so when you have an <laughs> opportunity to take something like this, which is so meaningful and such an important reminder for us and just, you know, do it over and over in one's head and do it over and over out loud, it, it, it really helps to just, you know, develop a uh, an appreciation for it. Anyway. It, one million percent. It actually becomes you. That's the point is that, you know how people say you are what you eat? No, right. no. You are, you are what you pray. You are what you daven. That you are what you learn. It becomes, the tefillah becomes your essence. You know, in today's day and age, everyone always asks people, okay, what do you do? And uh, we always answer, the answer is, well, what do I, how do I make money? Right, that defines but, us, right. That, right. But can you imagine? It's like, what do I do? Yeah, I make money by doing that, but that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. What defines me? I'm someone that wakes up in the morning and accepts upon himself the mitzvah to say to love every Jew. Right. All right, let's, that was the framework. Right. Wow, amazing! All right, let, let's get to this because otherwise, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make you stay here all day. Okay, here it is: Harani a cappella version, the great Shlomo Katz on our telephone line. Shavasar Batam was special. You're listening to JM in the AM. Harani mekabel mekabel alai mitzvah shel
Well, first of all, based on that recording, you have to make more acapella selections for us. That's number one. <laughs> Secondly, I mean, you obviously agree. I mean, you could just sing that over and over and over, you know, for four. It's a very, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one you could really go over. We start by our show in Efrat. We, that's how we start davening every Shabbos, the whole kehila. How so, many, how many I minutes? I say the whole kehila, whoever many, shows up. Right, whoever's there at that time. How many minutes does that last? How long does that last? Does I don't it, know. I'll it, time it this Shabbos. Does I don't it, know. I mean, does it last three to five minutes? Like, is it a real? It could. Wow. You could go over. This is no. You're right. This is one of the nigunim that it really is. Some nigunim, it's okay. You sing it once and and right. it does the job. You're right. This one, is, this one really is like a yala. Otpam ve otpam ve otpam. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I will let you go, but you got to answer this question for me. When you're driving in the car, uh, when you're when you're spending time with yourself, frankly, and you're deep in thought, what what? What's, and I know the answer is many of them and a lot of them. I get that. But give me one that's often in your head that you're often singing to yourself. Over it doesn't have to be your song; it could be anybody's song. But something that 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 you'll find yourself. Oh my gosh, I've actually been just singing that for the last twenty minutes, or you know, going having it go over in my head for the last twenty minutes. What would be a good example? Eitan Katz, Carva. The new one. I just told this. It's a, it's the funniest thing. Just two days ago, I left a voice note. I said this is the weirdest thing. I can't stop. It, I'm trying to stop. It's not. I, I can't get out of my head. Yeah. You better tell him. But you to know make... what? It's part of the times. Karva el nafshi Yeah, I'm getting closer. We're getting closer. Our net, we're all getting closer. You better Feeling tell him. To, you better tell him to make an acapella version of that for us. Yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> I'll tell Unbelievable. Him. Yeah, all right. That's recently. That's the recent answer. Yeah. yeah. All right. But you well, know what? The truth is, in the past, uh, if I think about it, there's definitely been mo- a lot of moments where. Rabbi Sons had a few nigunim that, that phew, I'll sit in the car and I hear in my mind, I hear just over and over again, I don't know if you remember that song. Oh, one yes. Of their, oh, yes. I, salidi. <laughs> I knew the Rabbi Sons LPs by heart. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, such great material. People don't even realize. There's a lot of great stuff out there. I wish the younger the people. Be- oh, amazing stuff. I yeah. wish they'd go back to the old days and explore some of the that era. Just incredible music. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So, so the bottom line is, and here's the re- and you know it's the reason you're on today. The bottom line is, if you want to make and enhance your shivas Vatamos, your three weeks, your nine days, and really <clears throat> sprinkle in a heavy dose of Yahaftalareacha Kamocha. Except, uh, I mean, the prayer of Harani and the song is fantastic, but just be more aware of it. And make sure that uh, during this period of time, <clears throat> we pay much more attention uh, to how we need to feel about our fellow Jew. Simple as that. And to and to be to be open enough to admit that maybe I just don't know how to do it that well, and invite Hashem into that place of saying, I need more help in this department. You know, I want to I want to I want to I want to end with telling I want to tell you something. Um, we always talk about one of the classic. Uh, um, examples, let's say, of, of friction in the Jewish world, and you know this much better, of course, because you live in Israel, is the whole discussion about uh, religious Jews, non-religious Jews, how they get along, not get along, the army issue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when I would mention this to my father, uh, he would, who, of course, lived in Palestine from 1919 to 1936, he would, he would say to me, you know, um, in those days, if I could describe, and I won't do it on the air right now because out of context, it's a terrible discussion. If I could describe to you the hatred 
between the groups in that era, in that even the pre-state era and the beginning of the state era, if I could describe to you the actual things that went on and the way people physically treated each other and each other's property, you would be horrified. As terrible as you think things are today, they are worlds better. And as a Jewish world, and he would say to me, I know it's hard for you to believe this, but I've seen a lot more of this world. In the context of, of history, in the context of these decades, we are all, both sides, so much better at this topic. So don't be discouraged. We've made great progress, and we can make even more progress. And no, I that's important. Yeah, it's certainly That's is. important to hear. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I'll share Thank some details you, with you off the air. All right, uh, an easy fast. Thanks so much for joining us. Continued success. I'm assuming that we're days away from yet another new niggin if we're going to stick to this 40-40 schedule, right? Uh, no, we're, well, we're three weeks away because <laughs> I I can't, I'm not putting out anything new until, <laughs> I know. until I, much like this. But yeah, but then, then, the, then it's going to hit you hit us week after week for Hashem a long time. Yeah, the floodgates will open. Shlomo yeah. Tadaraba. Big hug, Nachum. Koltov. Bye-bye. Koltov. There he is, the great Shlomo Katz. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. That was my conversation with Shlomo Katz, a recent guest on JM in the AM. Charlie Harari was with us on uh, Shavasar Ratamuz to talk about the fast, the meaningfulness of the fast, and what should we, we should be thinking about and doing on a fast day. Charlie Harari, next on JM Rewind here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Three weeks formatted, America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Well, I mean, I've I've spoke to Charlie Harari this morning for about a minute, and already we've uh, we've come up with a couple of really cool innovations to again tweak his uh, amazing presence here at the NahumSiegel Network, and I thank him for that. By the way, coming up at nine o'clock, he will be addressing the issue of disappointment. That's his theme for today, so you can catch that between 9 and 9.30 this morning. He also confirmed for me that um, that Thursday mornings are not the same when you don't have your regular large cup of coffee. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. Enough, it's such an honor to be back with you. Thanks for, for inviting me. You know, we're turning to you for inspiration. We're turning to you for uh for you know, helping us uh, alleviate this terrible condition that we get uh, on long fast days of thinking about mm. nothing else but food and drink, and, <laughs> and yet, and yet, you openly admitted me, to me this morning that you know what, no, not have not having that cup of coffee makes it a different type of morning. <laughs> it's always different without the coffee. It's always different without the coffee. Uh, that's how it usually starts. Uh, we're starting the three weeks today. I've asked you to come on this morning live and discuss uh, uh, different things on this uh, Shavasar Batamu special, primarily because, you know, funny enough, primarily because of what I just said. We focus so much, not a criticism, it's human nature. We focus so much on a day like today, especially here in this area of the world where Shavasar Batamu is really a long fast. Some would argue the longest, you know, except for the whole overnight thing on Tisha B'Av. Um, and, um, and we focus so much on, you know, when will it end? What will we break our fast on? And, you know, and, and boy, am I hungry and thirsty, but I guess the reality is, and I'm really turning to you to, to validate this theory. I, I guess the reality is that when our rabbis went ahead and followed God's example, because remember it was Hashem who in the Torah commands us on Yom Kippur to, you know, the first of the things that we don't do on Yom Kippur is eating and drinking. 
So obviously that became really important uh, when it comes to the traditional public fast day. Uh, so when the rabbis went ahead and instituted this, I would assume that they felt that it, when one cleanses, when one you know suffers, quote unquote, the way we do by not eating and drinking for a period of time, it will only help us and enhance our ability to bring more inspiration and more serious subjects into our lives. So the question is, can we in fact, can we in fact move away from this usual mantra of Ayeshavasar Tammuz that boy, it is hot, it is long, and it is hungry, and get to the point where today is a much more meaningful day? Yeah, I'm so happy you bring it up because it, this is exactly the avoda. I mean, the goal is not the goal of fast day is 100% not to be thinking about when is the fast day going to be over. And the goal of the fast day is 100% to be using the time and whatever you feel in which we don't eat towards getting to be better. I, I think where we really struggle in general is we haven't for some reason been conditioned. I don't know why this happened. I was, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this. We haven't been conditioned to yearn for a time in which the base of English is rebuilt. Like, I don't know when we spend time thinking about how awesome it's going to be when God reveals himself to this world and the entire world's like, what? This is Hashem? We're totally in. Like, there's going to be a time, with God's help, where, like, when we walk down the streets, people are going to be like, wait, wait, are you really Jewish? Like, can you tell me everything? Because we're all blown away. Because everyone, the whole Barach Lechat Shtach of it. We're going to, there's going to be, what we have right now isn't it. We all settle for, like, a little bit of food. Everybody's healthy. There's nobody rioting. There's no, no virus keeping us in the houses, like, if you can pay your bills and live your life, like there's no more expectations that we're dri- driving towards. And I think this period of time is Hashem's way of saying, like, this is not all you can get. There's so much more in store. You just have to want it. So, like, I need to, like, get your attention. And if you want to get a Jew's attention, you know what you do? <laughs> you starve them. <laughs> That's it. The only thing that will get our attention. See, God made us. The only thing that we can think about it. The only thing. In, about in, it's in, the in, other, in other words, you're saying the four worst words in Judaism is what? There's no kiddish? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many people are like focused on Tisha B'Av on God. You think of Tisha B'Av, you can eat anyone will be paying attention. Right? Like, you think Young Kipper, anyone would do. To uh, Chuba, you think we'd be taking your kid seriously? But like, you know what? At twelve o'clock, you can take a little, take a little break. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, listen, guys, I need you to pay attention to this. And so this is the, this is why it begins and ends. But I think, like everyone who's striving for something, you only can get through it if you have something bigger that you're going after. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and if we don't start doing that, we can't. You know, on the micro uh, on the micro scale, you remind me of the. You know, where, where somebody announces, you know, a, a big lecture or an Onig Shabbos coming up with a great speaker and someone will yell from the back, what are you serving? You know, like, <laughs> like that's the most important thing. But it's funny because on a macro level, you're raising such an important point. And it's funny because I, I took very seriously our words with Shlomo Katz earlier this morning about the whole Benadam Lechavero issue and how that is such an important part of, 
you know, the next three weeks because it's something we need to keep in mind every single day. But, you know, I sort of give the example like Mother's Day and every day is Mother's Day, but there needs to be a day where you really emphasize it. Same thing. You know, every day is is is, uh, is worried about Avis Yisrael uh, and working toward, you know, improving our Avis Yisrael. But obviously during these three weeks, it's more. And as we get closer to Tisha B'Av, it's more. But I think you're, you're making such a, a bigger point that as important as that is, and I know it's important, the national message, the national yearning that needs to be at this time of year is not there. And sometimes as much as we are focused on the, you know, important mitzvos and the important concepts that we need to focus on during this time, sometimes we do forget the greater national mission that we have all year round and that we need to be yearning for this time of year. And I would assume that that's what you were referring to. Yeah, and, and when that becomes what you want, the suffering, so to speak, along the way becomes different. Right? If I'm dieting because I'm part of a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, me not eating that food is very different than if I'm just a regular person on a regular day. So whatever we're going through impacts, it's, the impact that it has on us is in relation to what our goals are. So if our goals are, I want to stay comfortable my whole life. I don't, I don't want to come out of my comfort zone. Oh, my gosh, I can't eat. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going out of my mind. When can I get comfortable again? In six hours, I can get comfortable again when I eat again. That, that's, that's when the fast becomes intolerable. But when the fast becomes, I am striving for something greater. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want God to give it to us. When we can put a fast like Shivas Abatamos and the three weeks and Tishav in context, what would it be worth the price? Would we? Would me and you pay one day of not eating for a chance to see the base Hamikdash? It'd be worth it in a second. But when that's our mentality, this is the least I can do to hope to change what I'm doing to get me closer to the base Hamikdash. Then the whole fast is a different meaning, and the whole experience of the next three weeks is a different meaning. We're not just waiting for Nachamo. Like this is like the game of like it's almost Nachamo. I get back in the pool and I can drive around and I can eat meat. We're, we're, we're not waiting for Nahu because if Nahu will come and we don't have to pay Sadmigdash, we lost another year. And it's, it's all about how we perceive this thing. And it's funny because as you're saying all this, I'm saying to myself, you know, this really does describe the difference between today as a public fast day and Tishabov as the public fast day. Because Tishabov is not just a fast day, Tishabov is literally a day of mourning. Tishabov is a day that all of us are, you know, incorporate, you know, Shiva customs into what we do on Tisha B'Av. Uh, at, but today is more about, as you described, is more about, you know, not eating and drinking and just being more aware of, you know, what it is that we're striving for, what it is that we're yearning for. And I think that's a very big difference. On, on Tisha B'Av, we, we need to be, you know, sad and thoughtful and, 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 and you know, and, and behave in a proper manner on that day. Today, it's not a matter of behavior outside of trying not to eat and drink. It's more a matter of, you know, what's going on in our heads and what are we aiming for? What do we, what do we hope to accomplish? And I think yeah, it, this it, is the beginning. Yeah, and you need this type yeah. of beginning to get to that type of end. Frankly, absolutely right. This is the, this is how it's situated. It's an amazing thing that Chazal has done. He's created this space and time called three weeks, and this space is supposed to be a zone. That all we're doing is striving. You know, the, the Nesiva Shalom says that in today's day and age, it's the most powerful 
thing I think I've ever read, and I'll explain it. I'll send it to you, Nachum. The Nesiva Shalom says that in today's day and age in Gullus, we're ready for Gula. We've paid the price. We've gone through the Holocaust. We've gone through the programs. We've gone. We're pay, we've paid our prices. We're done. We've paid the ticket for Gula. But God's waiting for one more thing. We have to want it. Hmm. That's why what the Eitzahar does to us now is he gives us things that we're like, we settle for mediocrity. We're okay with being in Gullus. Nobody hates us. We're okay if like there's no anti-Semitism and there's no terrorism and we have enough money. Like, the Eitzahar just feeds us enough. If you, you, ever, you ever notice why now everything seems to be okay? Our grandparents didn't have this life. Our great-grandparents didn't have this life. For some reason, Gullus is okay for us. And one of the reasons why, and Stephen Shalom says, is because he's feeding us enough to keep us comfortable so we don't clamor for geula. We don't expect more. And God needs that desire to deliver a big present called geula. So Chazal creates a space and time called three weeks, and it opens and it closes with its fast. And they're telling us, listen, I know it's busy, and you're running around, and you got to take care of your family. I get it. But here's three weeks I want you to think about this. Think about what it must be like. Think about what it would be like to live in Israel with no more wars. Think about what it would be like when all the cancer wars are shut down. Think about what it would be like to be able to spend their whole life talking about Hashem. Just think about it for a few weeks. And when we open by being uncomfortable and realize that this isn't our life, and we close, and you know what's amazing is we close in a month called Av. God's <laughs> like, I don't want you to be sad. I want you to want me. I want you to be focused. Right? I, I'm here. This whole game goes from, I can't wait for it to be over because I'm comfortable, to now I can finally pay attention to what's really important. Yeah, it'll be uncomfortable. But greatness is uncomfortable. It's funny because, as you mentioned, it uh, ends with a month called Av. It's also the the anagram bow to come here and... Uh, you know. Oh, good. I never thought of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned yeah. the two of them. One one represents yeah. our father, and one represents you know come close to our father, and you know and show that you want to be close. You know, it's funny that you talk about the um, you know what would we do if we were told if you fast, you know this will happen. Or the, you know it's funny because in Jewish history we've had some interesting moments. You know, when Esther tells everybody to fast for three days, you can only imagine what the reaction was. <laughs> you know, she <laughs> it, it, you know like even people who believed that if they fasted for three days they the, the Jews would be saved. Still, you know, we're we're not very comfortable, as you put it. I'm sure, you know, making that type of commitment. Again, even the believers, you know, find it hard to make that type of commitment. So even today, when when you say, you know what, you, you take a couple of days and you really give them to God and you really set them aside as days that that we will work on ourselves and ourselves as a community. You know, again, we're believers, but you know, it's it doesn't always doesn't always feel like it's. Uh, you know, that, that we're all in, let's put it that way. 100%. You know what I always find? Um, I always find Hashem never lowers his expectations for us. Like, it, he doesn't lower it. He doesn't say, okay, fine, then don't fast. If you're not feeling it today, take this one off. Right. Like, if you, you know, he, I, I find that to be sort of very consistent with Chazal, with how we, we live our lives. A lot of leeway. There's, there's, I mean, Chazal, when it comes to these types of fast days, a lot of leeway, right? But they, they, they push us. Right. Hashem is pushing us. He wants us. He want he he wants us to step up. I always find when it comes to like the Shabbat it comes to Shabbat, like you feel like you're done with it. when you're done with God's help. You feel like you ran a marathon. Right. Like you feel like you accomplished. Like for me at least, I break my fast on coffee. 
Right. Like that's just like you know Obviously. the thing that I <laughs> right? like. I mean, that's the, the you, thing that you, that's the blood in my veins. Do you even, like, do you even do you even sleep tonight once that coffee's in you? Like, <laughs> like what happens at ten oh, p.m.? Are you kidding? We, my, my everything. When I think about a coffee or fast day, it's like we're like a, like I'm sending my coffee off to camp. I'm crying. It's a whole thing. <laughs> so when, when, the post fast coffee and for the coffee drinkers that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the post fast coffee that first time that you can put your lips to the coffee at 9 30 or whatever at night it's like it's like your hasana like it's it's the simha like it's this great it's a lachayim it's a lachayim <laughs> it's a lachayim like but it's an accomplishment and you think about your would i ever be able to do this but for judaism would i ever be able to do this myself yeah, this, even this fast is so it's so it brings out so much of who we are. We're one people. We strive together. We, we're together in ups and downs. Like, you know what? I used to love it on Shabbat Shabbat Thomas when I used to go into, into the city. I used to, like, see, like, another from Jew walking on the street, and I look at him. He looks at me. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, we have this, like, right. you know, like, this bond. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. We, we got this. The club. Like, four hours. The club. The yeah. club, right? <laughs> like, it's, we're one family. We do this together. We struggle. Tisha B'Av is, is, you see a guy sitting on the floor walking around in, like, slippers and, like, we, we, once we realize that Hashem's not letting up on us, yeah. well, if, we, if he can't, if the doctor says he can't, if the rabbi says he can't, whatever, it's, whatever. But I'm saying Hashem's not letting up on us. You know, he expects a lot from us, and, and we can do it, and we can accomplish it. And when we do, it's going to feel amazing. And now we just scale it to the bigger scale of what's really possible for our nation, achdus, yeah. and, and striving, and more passionate Judaism. And you can only imagine what we can accomplish. You know, it's funny because we see what's going on in this country right now. And some might say that that this was inevitable because there's unfortunately not the same level of faith, not the same level of values that we used to have. Uh, and I think that that's a safe par of legitimate uh, discussion. You know, a lot of discussions today you can't have, especially publicly. But I think that's a safe par of legitimate discussion that as values and as um, – and as faith has diminished, we've seen a certain direction in this country. But what you just described, the simple fast day, that's what keeps us going. That's what that's why that's one of the reasons we are so faithful and full of values. Because these things that we are told to do physically and these things that we take upon ourselves to to to, to you know to inspire and enhance our spiritual lives through the physical really help us keep that level of uh, of emuna, frankly, of emuna, of faith, and and the values that we have, and I think it's a really important message. One of the I'm not telling people that they can't, you know, eat if they if they feel if they feel they can't make it through the fast. Obviously, any rabbi would tell them to do so. But I think one of the reasons why it's encouraging to to bring our kids up in this type of environment is that you know we 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 actually go ahead and sacrifice for the cause, so to speak. We actually show that we are ready to physically, you know, give of ourselves to make ourselves and our community better. Absolutely, and that's exactly the point, is that when we push ourselves, we realize how much we can accomplish and how much we can be, we can give. Um, I, I'm, you know, there's a great man who passed away recently. His name is Eugene Gluck. Yep. And he, I'm close to his family, and after Shiva, they sent me a video, an incredible video. And the video is of him. At the end of his life, he was getting, you know, less and less able to do things like fasting. And he had called the doctor to see if he can fast on Yom Kippur. And there's a video of him in a walker and 
somebody who is not in the video apparently gets the call and says, you can fast. I spoke to the doctor. You can fast on Yom Kippur. And you see this man dance. And he's dancing. I confess on Yom Kippur. And he is like, he is dancing in his 90s. I believe it. Because he, he gets to fast. And I'm thinking to myself, how many people would, 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 would be, what, are you crazy on Yom Kippur in your 90s? Because when you do it and you're part of it and this is your people and you're willing to sacrifice and you learn how to, you feel the, you feel the meaning to what that's like. You feel the connection to Hashem by giving him a little bit of food. God gives us food in a way that no, our ancestors never had food. We, we eat so much. We have so much available to us. We get a chance to give it back to him once in a while and say, by the way, for you, I'm going to hold back. And if we look at it like that, this is a, but, and by the way, there's a feel like this. In the Gemara Brachos, it says, and we do this in some of the Sidurim. When you take on a, I, I, I don't know if we're, I, I, I don't know if you do it on a public fast day, but especially if you ever do it on a private fast day, you, there's a feeling you say, where you say, Hashem, in Tanakh Beis we gave a korban, and it would burn up the fast. And, it would bur- and now I don't have, I can't give you a korban. So I've burned up my fat. I've held back food for me. So please see what I've done to, for, to my body. As as if I gave you a comment, it's an actual tefillah that the Omar Amaram used to say. Wow. When we see it that way, we're giving you a, we're giving you a sacrifice, Hashem. That sacrifice is me, and I believe in you, and I'm with you, and you want me to be, be focused today on you. I'm I'm in. That mentality makes what we're doing meaningful. There's a purpose to the fast. So not just counting down to eat again. Every time you feel a little hungry, it's a it's a korban Hashem. Who gives us so much? Yeah, those hunger it, pangs it, are worthwhile. They are worthwhile. Yeah. Charlie Harari helping us uh, be inspired on the Shavasar Batama special. Two off-topic questions to wrap up our conversation, if you don't mind. Uh, we're living in crazy times. I'm not asking you for a political commentary. I'm just asking for your confirmation that it is sad that our children, and I mean the community's children, are not, generally speaking, I know some are, but you get my point, generally speaking, are not in overnight summer camps this year. Yeah, it's super sad. It's heartbreaking. People, A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't get the education, the social oh. aspect, the, the growth, the growth in every – we can name any area, and you can attach the word growth to it because it's growth in oh, every no important area of life and every important area of Jewish life. And yeah, and there's research behind this, the, the power of immersion – what goes on in camp, how much the kids grow, how much they need it. It's sad that the kids today, this summer, don't have summer camp. You know, I, don't and, know, uh, I don't know if you know this because, because some people, you know, by chance in life will encounter some people like this and others will not, but I have. I, I have seen children over the years who during the year are really not sociable, don't talk a lot in group settings, and in camp they're like the camp superstars. So it's it's it's, uh, it's amazing uh, just from that aspect how important that environment is for our children. Yeah, I I sat in camps um, where these kids, who if their father would ever sing a zemer in their house, if he would utter the the beginning of my, they would just shoot him down. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like the thought of a dad sitting around in gossip opening up a, a bencher and singing a zemer would be like, forget it. And then they get to camp, and within two seconds, they're on top of some bench screaming right. like their lungs out. It's, exactly. I, I, can't, 
I, exactly. You know, what, there's so many great camps, but in particular, there's one that I know you know well, which is Camp Cayley, right. where I've been there. And like you see, this is it's miraculous what some of these kids do. Yeah. So at every camp, it's not just Camp Cayley, but it's all the different camps that are really giving these kids this incredible outlet. It is, it is that. And I hope that. Um, Our world has been COVIDed, Charlie. We've been yeah, COVIDed really. for the last four months. Yeah. And, and by the, crazy times. And not, not to harp on it, but I got to wrap up with this because I'm just so curious. I When I have a cup of coffee after 3 p.m., I cannot fall asleep that night. How do you have a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock tonight? Explain it to me. I, I go to bed. My last One of the lessons that I do when I go before I go to sleep is a cup of coffee. Why? It doesn't make, sort of, it doesn't make just, sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I got to be careful after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you have to change your relationship to it. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be part of who you are. So right now, coffee, so, you know. coffee has it over me. I need to have it over coffee. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm caving into the coffee Nahum battle. I'm completely caving exactly. in on my side. You, you own the coffee. You can determine when you have the coffee. You don't have to worry about it. And you good. Call, you, 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 you. And good news for you, my friend. You're 13 hours away from that cup of coffee. That's a shame. I can't, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> can't wait. I can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And an easy fast, That's a meaningful an fast, and just a fast fast as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And continue doing your wonderful work now. So you're bringing us up, you're inspiring us, and you're making us bigger people every single day. So thank you. I appreciate that. Charlie Harari on the topic of disappointment coming up during Unlocking Greatness. That's at 9 o'clock this morning, just 35 minutes from now right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. That was my conversation with Charlie Harari on Shavosa Ritamas here on JM Rewind on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up. Keep it here uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network for our three weeks format. And plenty more. Thanks for listening to JM in the AM and NSN.